0: bringing you all the buzz on sports in the beehive state it's the hive sports podcast jazz college football bees we got them all so listen up because we we, we got the buzz Turn down for one. Turn down for one. Utes nation how's it going Welcome in to another Soup Saturday podcast presented by the Hive Sports. I'm your host, Zach Rieger. It should be game day today. I'm thinking third time's the charm. We're in the third week of the season. You know, last week you heard my would be preview, and I'm hoping that this time you're gonna be listening to a real life preview for the Utes. It should be game day, I'm hoping. Once again, I get my hopes up too much, but I believe like positivity folks we got this should be a Utes game day today on this beautiful swoop Saturday and but before I get into that I am going to start the show however with my top five Utes from the NFL from week 10 and kind of see what those particular matchups are looking like moving forward so let's do it let's get into the show I'm excited I hope you are as well Obviously, before we do that, though, you're going to want to give me a follow on Twitter at ZachRigger18, Z-A-C-H-R-E-G-E-R-1-8. And you can go ahead and follow the Hive Sports on all platforms. They're always doing great content for the Utes and, you know, all the buzz in the Beehive State. You got Utah State, BYU, the Jazz, the NBA draft just happened, so exciting times for Jazz fans. So go give them a follow uh, to keep up with all things sports in Utah. I know, that that was a pretty short intro. We're at, what, a minute and a half, something like that? Possibly the shortest I've ever done. I'm pretty proud of myself. I hope you guys are as well. <laughs> so let's get into my top five uh, Utes in the NFL from week 10. Coming in at number five, Julian Blackman uh, started a free safety for the Indianapolis Colts. He played the Titans last Thursday, and uh, me being a Titans fan, this, this one hurt a little bit as the Colts just, I mean, on the scoreboard it wasn't too bad, but when you watch the game, it was ugly for the Titans. But Julian Blackman, he finished with four tackles, one of those being a tackle for a loss, and part of the reason why he needs to be on this list is that tackle for a loss happened early in the game. And it was against Derrick Henry. It was like an outside zone run, it kinda looked like. And Julian Blackman just looked like he just fired out of a cannon and just took down Derrick Henry. You don't see Derrick Henry going backwards very often. So just I mean, kudos to him. I know me being the Titans fan, it was early enough I saw that play and I was like, ooh. Like that that was uh that was pretty fun to watch. So good great game for him. Great team win for the Colts, unfortunately. Uh, my Titans will hopefully get the revenge here in a couple weeks when they play again on short turnaround. Uh, next week, he will be playing the Packers, so should be a pretty good matchup. I think the Colts-Packers. I think the Colts they're underdogs in this one, but I think they could actually come out and uh, beat the Packers. Definitely, the Packers played close against the Jaguars last week, and the Colts are just a tough, you know, fundamentally sound team. So Julian Blackman will get plenty of plenty of looks, uh, definitely in the passing game, because Aaron Rodgers likes to sling it. Uh, Alan Lazard should be coming back for the Packers. So uh, Aaron Rodgers will have plenty of weapons at his disposal uh, next week. So we'll see how Blackman does. Coming in at number four is another safety. This one's Eric Rowe for the Minnesota Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins won 29-21 last week uh, over the Chargers. Um, he had six tackles, and he had two quarterback hits on rookie Justin Herbert. So, great game for him. Uh, next week, he's going to face Denver, and that offense is struggling. I think this, not just Eric Rowe, but the whole Dolphins defense is just going to destroy <laughs> uh, Drew Locke. I mean, if he plays, he's he's... Kind of injured and dealing with some stuff there. Uh, But I think they're just going to destroy this Denver offense. Even if they do have Drew Locke. So, Eric Rowe will... (laughs) There's a good chance he will make the list again uh, next week. And then, guess what I got at number three? (laughs) Another safety. This one for the New Orleans Saints. It's Marcus Williams. Uh, He played great last week uh, for the Saints. Got nine tackles. He got a pass uh, breakup, which was very good for the Saints. This game being against, of course, the 49ers. Uh, kind of depleted in the passing game, but I mean, at the same time, not really. Uh, they threw the ball a lot better and a lot more in this game than they did against the Packers, so. Uh, great game for him getting those nine tackles and a pass breakup. Doing it all uh, for the Saints defense, which looked very good in this game. So, I know 49ers' offense did not have all their pieces, but uh, very good play by Mark Swims. And just great game for the Saints in general. Next week, slash tomorrow, they are going to be taking on the Atlanta Falcons. So he should be should be in for another busy day. The Falcons like to sling it a lot. Calvin Ridley might be coming back. If he does, that's going to be a huge bump for the Falcons' offense, presenting a much bigger challenge for the Saints secondary. But either way, Marcus Williams should be in for another big game or at least have the opportunity for a big game. And like Eric Rowe, I would say he's got a pretty good shot at making my list again next week. Coming in at number two, we're going to switch to the offensive side of the ball, and I gotta go Alex Smith here, I really wanted to put him as number one, it was close, Uh, but hopefully you guys aren't too disappointed in my uh, number one option, but Alex Smith, his story is incredible, we all know it by now, it's unbelievable what he's done, and he started, guys, like, first start in a while, (laughs) Uh, since like 2018 since the injury happened and he went 38 of 55 he threw 55 passes which was a career high for him which is pretty crazy to think for how long he's been in the league and I think it was like the first time he's in his career that he's thrown for like over 50 passes back-to-back weeks or something I it was it was a stat something like that I'd have to go check that but just crazy he's thrown the ball a ton for Washington I mean, he threw for 390 yards. He almost hit that 400 mark. Uh didn't throw for any touchdowns, so that kind of hurt him there, at least on my ranking. Uh, I think I definitely would have if he threw for maybe even just one touchdown. I think I would put him at number one, but, you know, crazy game. He got close to leading that comeback drive. Or actually, he did. Excuse me. He uh, tied it up and then... Uh, Chase Young on the defense side of the ball kind of messed up the overtime opportunity and then Matt Prater just drilled like a 59-yarder like it was nothing. Uh, just crazy ending to that game. Uh, next week he's going to take on Cincinnati. So another... Their defense is not the greatest. They, they've they been pretty good against the run, but against the pass they haven't been the best. So uh, Alex Smith could be in for another pretty good day. Uh, especially if he's throwing upwards of 50 passes. So really excited for him to uh, kind of be on the field and kind of keep getting this experience, keep getting better and better each week, getting more comfortable, getting back into the flow of things. So very excited to see what he does for Washington uh, against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Then coming in at number one, a guy who (laughs) I've mentioned him a couple weeks ago, a guy who I didn't. Think would really make my list Much uh brought him up in the fantasy Show a couple months Ago just kind of As a flyer but Even then I kind of expressed my doubts and After he made the list I was like Okay that's kind of cool but never did I think I would uh have him As my number one But it is running back for the Las Vegas Raiders Devontae Booker the revenge game As he beat the Broncos Um uh, 37 to 12 just annihilated him which is why he got so many opportunities but he played great and he's been so efficient on the ground this season like he's averaging over six yards a carry and this game okay this game he was under his average just slightly he rushed 16 times for 81 yards making that a 5.1 yards per carry which is still great and then he got two touchdowns so great game for him uh it's very exciting to see him do that especially against his old team I know he definitely enjoyed that one a little bit more uh next week the Raiders are taking on the Chiefs I believe it's a Sunday night game uh so should be a good one I think uh the Raiders beat the Chiefs earlier in the season so the Chiefs are going to come out especially fresh off the bye they're going to come out and uh, really going to want to take it to them and win this I don't know how much Devontae Booker will see the field but I mean he's he's shown that he deserves to at least get some carries every game so excited to see uh kind of how he splits work with Josh Jacobs moving forward so that is my top five we got Julian Blackman, Eric Rowe, Marcus Williams, Alex Smith and then Devontae Booker at number one let's get into the game preview because it's game day it it's a tough first game for Utah, you know, coming in, seeing USC. And USC is the favorite in this game, not a big surprise there. It is a close one though. Right now it's USC minus three, the over under is fifty eight. So kind of a high over under, but for college it's not. It's not crazy high. Not like some of these Mac games that are in the sixties and the overs are still hitting, so it's crazy, but should be a good game. USC they're two and zero, but they have not looked particularly great. Honestly, they were ju- they're just a few plays away from being zero and two. Honestly, just if a couple things went a little differently. They could very easily be zero and two right now, heading into this game. So they haven't looked as clean as we kind of thought, but with the weird off season that you know makes sense, and USC is kind of s- scrapped their way, and gotten two two wins to start the season, so it's going to be interesting to see how Utah comes out, it's their first game you know, will they be like super hungry, fired up, come out hitting or will it kind of take them a while to get going the Utah fan in me is they okay, yeah, they're going to come out hungry come out fired up, but honestly, I'm thinking it's going to kind of be the other way, I think it's probably going to take them a little bit to get going it's been, I think it's definitely been it's been like eleven months or something like that since they've last played almost a calendar year, I believe, since they've played like live action last and shortened off season a lot of changes with personnel. I think it'll just take them a while to get going. I think this game's gonna be very close, but I think uh, USC's probably gonna get out to a pretty quick lead, uh, but then Utah will kind of fight their way back. Uh, So the keys, the main key to the game for me is Utah establishing the run game. They're going to have to run the ball. USC, their rush defense has not been good. They've been exposed in both games uh, on the ground, and that's one of Utah's strong suits, honestly. They have a great O-line. They have very talented uh, running backs. And they're going to have a new quarterback, so you're going to want a good ground game to Kind of get him more comfortable uh, as the game progresses. So even if they do get down um, early, I think they really still just need to you know, establish the run, which I know Whittingham and Ludwig will do because that's what they want to do. They want to run the ball. The worst thing that could happen is if USC really goes up like three scores early, and then Utah will kind of have to abandon that. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully they keep it manageable, um, and they can... You know win the game Uh, Some of the I was going to do players to watch But it's kind of more position groups to watch I kind of talked about it uh, On the last podcast You know it has to be The quarterback room Who is it going to be This is the biggest question Like this, This could potentially be the worst thing About us having to wait Is not knowing who the quarterback is So Cam Rising, Jake Bentley Whoever it will be Gotta watch them uh, the running back room especially going along with my keys to the game and establishing the run so they're gonna need to play great whether it's brumfield or Wilmore or green whoever it is no matter how it kind of shapes shapes out shapes out <laughs> whatever the expression is is gonna be tough so they need to come out firing and you know play well rip off, some good runs, and I'm very interested to see kind of who takes the lead there. That's going to be interesting uh, for me. Then on the defensive side of the ball, just the secondary. Uh, I mean, Clark Phillips, the third especially. I could see uh, Keaton Slovis really trying to target him, just being the true freshman, but the secondary as a whole, I mean, Utah's replacing everyone, and USC knows that. They knows it's their first game back, so they're going to try to throw the ball, and uh, make some big plays early. Uh, my prediction for this one, it is USC 30 and Utah 34. I can't do a prediction for the first Utah game and not have them win. Of course. <laughs> I know USC, they've now played two games and it's been some close ones, but they haven't looked too impressive um, from what I've seen. and I've watched uh, the majority of both of those games just not... Not what I thought it would be. And Utah, I think, I still think USC is going to get out to maybe like a 14-3 lead, something kind of like that. But Utah is just going to keep fighting back. And then I think in the second half, they're really going to take off and uh, really be the Utah team that we know they can be. Um, So that's my prediction. I think Utah 34, USC 30. Going to be a close game. Going to be a crazy game. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Uh, But that will do it. Well, actually, before I forget, I have to at least bring this up. The Pac-12 just allowed out-of-conference games to be played, so there's now a chance for the Utah-BYU game to take place, which is kind of exciting. I don't know how they'll really do that with the schedules kind of being in place, but... It's 2020. Who knows? I'm not here to ask questions anymore. I'm just taking in the info. Uh, but I mean, it, it's been fun to watch on Twitter. You know, seeing the Utah BYU, all the memes, all the chatting, all the comments. It's been great. Uh, I I kind of hope it happens. Uh, that that'd be pretty great for Utah to win another one <laughs> over BYU. But and be I mean, on that note, be sure to go listen to our podcasts uh, from a while back. There's two of them. Um, Daniel Olson and I are talk. We talk about our uh, top. Well, it's my top ten, and he comes in and kind of joins in with the top five, and uh, it's a lot of fun. He brings in some of his honorable mentions, and so it's just great. There's also an uh, it's also in article form on thehivesports.com. So go check all that out. Get hype for some of the top Utes moments in the Holy War, and you know, start cheering on that the game happens. Uh, and of course. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe, hit five stars. It's game day, Utes Nation. So let's have a great soup Saturday, and go Utes.